Hey everybody, I am Diane, and this is the Yellow Fever and COVID-19, the Breakout of the Year podcast. On this podcast, I will talk about some of the similarities and differences between the big yellow fever epidemic in 1793 and COVID-19. I will also talk about a fascinating book called Fever 1793. And by fascinating, I mean informationally depressing. It's a book I recommend if you can take some sadness. I will also have a very special guest who will give us more insight on COVID-19, another very depressing topic. If you want to learn how the yellow fever got its name, how to stay safe during COVID-19, the way you turn yellow, and more, I encourage you to keep on listening. came across this historical fiction book called Fever 1793. In the book, there is a 14-year-old named Matilda, but goes by Maddie. Matilda has brown eyes, and over time in the book, she changes from a young girl to a mature person like her mom. But anyways, Maddie the girl lives in Philadelphia with her mom, who is a widow, and her grandfather, who is a retired soldier. Maddie, her mom, and her grandfather own a coffee shop. Her grandfather, Captain William Fransworth Cook, is a soldier who won a parrot, King George, in a card game. I think having a pet parrot is actually really cool, and it is probably fun to have around. Matilda Cook's mom, Lucille, was the owner of the Cook Coffee House. She also grew up in a wealthy family during the Revolutionary War. In 1793, owning a coffee shop was a respectful business for a widow. I don't know why it is a respectful business for a widow, but I'll have to do more research about it. Who knows, maybe it has a special meaning behind it. You never know. Anyways, Maddie's best friend Eliza, an African-American girl, works at the coffee shop. Maddie's other friend, Polly, also worked at the coffee shop, but sadly died. And this is where the sadness train leaves the station. Soon after, the yellow fever broke out in their quiet town now full of chaos. This was probably the first time I've ever read the appendix of a book, and I'm glad I did. Because I found out that in the beginning of the fever, many people did not think much of it. And they still went outside and did their everyday things. Just like people did in COVID-19. And like today, because of people not caring, a few weeks later, it got worse and worse. Maddie's mom is diagnosed with yellow fever by Dr. Kerr, a well-known and trusted doctor for the town. Lucille didn't want to get her daughter Maddie infected, so she told Matilda and her grandfather to go away. So stubbornly, she left. But as the story continues, Maddie and her grandfather met a couple while they were traveling, and the couple planned on taking them somewhere safe. But they soon came to a stop because there were two men standing at an entrance to make sure no fever victims entered their land. I think it's actually reasonable why they would not want people to enter their land, because they're trying to keep their people safe. 
But soon after this, they had nowhere to go and were stranded in the middle of nowhere. And Maddie had suddenly gotten yellow fever. I would literally be so sad if I was stranded in the middle of nowhere and had yellow fever. Maddie's grandpa then takes her to a doctor's office where they take care of her where later on the girl is able to recover. Matilda and her grandfather then stay at the doctor's office for a few more days because they are able to take care of them. After a few days at the doctor's office, the grandfather is then diagnosed with the fever. During the weeks of agony, Maddie's grandpa dies of yellow fever. And the people at the doctor's office suggest that Maddie should go to the orphanage house. Grieving and weary, Maddie gets to the orphanage house where she stays for a couple of days. A couple of days later, though, Matilda sees this young girl, Nell. Based on the book, I can assume that Nell is a few years younger than Matilda. Anyways, Nell's mom died because of this horrible yellow fever. And since Maddie and Nell were both now in the orphanage house, they spent time together. I guess this is a part in the book where there is a bright light in a dark room. Because both girls had someone's shoulder to lean on when they were at their lowest point. I have a joke for you. Why did Matilda cross the road? To get away from her mom who had yellow fever. Thank you, thank you. Meanwhile, Eliza had been helping the Free African Society. Matilda was not able to take care of Nell, so she went from neighbor to neighbor looking for help. One woman answered the door and suggested that they try the Reverend Allen's group. Maddie then sees two black women with baskets. She thought one of them looked like Eliza. Maddie runs into a woman and asks her if she has seen the two black women. The woman tells Maddie to try to go to the Simon house. Maddie goes to the Simon house and they said they haven't heard of a girl named Eliza. The people in the Simon house then told Maddie that the people in the Free African Society go to several other houses. Maddie decided to go to the other houses looking for Eliza. After this, I bet Maddie is probably really tired for, by walking around everywhere. I mean, wouldn't you be tired going from house to house and having to take care of a little girl? Maddie kept on screaming Eliza's name and then Eliza heard her. They are finally reunited. After being reunited with Eliza, I bet Maddie was super happy and just glad she had someone to take care of her. Eliza and Maddie now have to take care of Nell and Eliza's brother's two sons. Fast forward to a few weeks. In the meantime, all Eliza and Maddie did was visit people's houses and ask them if they needed help. The fever finally passed. Maddie says how she wants to reopen the coffee shop. She also says she wants Eliza to be her partner and help her run the shop. This has been one crazy roller coaster of emotions. If you think about it, Maddie has been through a whole lot. First, her friend Polly dies. Then her mom is sick and Maddie has to be separated from her mom.
Her grandfather is sick, then did not recover and died, and she is now an orphan because her mom is lost and her grandpa is dead. If I were Maddie, I probably wouldn't even know how to feel. This book has taught me how hard it was for them during this time. If you are interested in yellow fever, learning how they lived, and more, I definitely recommend reading this book. It was very sad to see all the things she had to go through, but it was still a very good book. Let's talk about how yellow fever is very similar to COVID-19. We can talk about that later, but for now, I'm going to talk about my interview with Nathan Marshall. The first question I asked was if his dad had any symptoms or if he just got tested to be safe. And Nathan responded with his dad had allergy-like symptoms, so he got tested to be safe and it came back positive. Then I asked him how long the results took to come back and how he felt when the results came. He said the results came back in about three hours and he was concerned because he had been spending a lot of time with his dad. Another question I asked was how he felt due to being separated from his dad. He responded and said that he was kind of sad being away from his dad every day. The next question I asked was if every, anyone else in his family was infected with the virus. He said that they quarantined him in time, so luckily no one else got it. The last question I asked was if everyone in his family got tested or if it was just his dad. And Nathan said everyone got tested, but everyone except his dad got a negative. After having that interview, I learned a lot of new things that I didn't know before. I have been doing some research about COVID-19 and yellow fever. I learned that they have similarities, but are also very different from each other. Differences like symptoms, how to get the illness, and how to prevent it. It was really cool to research and hear about all these things. Do you want to learn about this? I bet you do, so keep on listening. They have quite a few differences, so let's start off with that. Yellow fever was only an epidemic, which means it was only in a few countries. But COVID-19 is a worldwide pandemic, which means it is all over the world. Some states and countries are better at helping the people stay safe. The yellow fever started in the beginning of August 1793 and ended in the beginning of November 1793. So far, COVID-19 has lasted for over eight months. If you think that four months of yellow fever was a lot, think about how we have been in lockdown for more than eight months. They also both started in completely different places. COVID-19 started in Wuhan, China, and came all the way to the U.S. There were many different periods of time that there was yellow fever, but in the book, it talks about the yellow fever epidemic in 1793, which started in Philadelphia. Another difference is that yellow fever has this weird symptom, which is black vomit. If I saw someone throw up black vomit, it would just be so weird. Another weird thing about yellow fever is that some of the victims get yellow skin or jaundice. You're also probably wondering why it is yellow fever, and that is just because of the symptom jaundice. Most COVID-19 symptoms are just flu-like symptoms, so it is harder to tell if it is COVID-19 or just the flu. Those were a few differences, but now let's talk about some of the similarities. 
Both COVID-19 and the yellow fever epidemic in 1793 spread very fast. COVID-19 and yellow fever also both recommend you to quarantine for 14 days or two weeks to make sure you are safe. They were both also a huge breakout because so many people were dying from it. The total number of deaths due to the yellow fever epidemic in 1793 were over 5,000. And the total number of deaths due to COVID-19 is about 1.5 million deaths worldwide. That is just unbelievable. Nathan definitely helped me learn an actual person's perspective on it. So thank you, Nathan, for helping us learn more about COVID-19. Let's take a quick break and talk about the sponsor for today's video, Care for Toads. I would like to give a huge thank you to Care for Toads for sponsoring this video. Imagine you're walking in the park and find a toad in the trash can. You say to yourself, what should I do? Well, Care for Toads can help you. Care for Toads is an amazing organization who helps save toads every day. They keep them safe, healthy, and provide them with shelter. Head to carefortoads.org to help save another lost and poor toad needing help. This book can relate to a current event, which is COVID-19. Like I said previously, I've researched about yellow fever and COVID-19. During my research, I found ways that people in the past could have prevented yellow fever and what people can do right now to prevent getting the virus. I've been talking for a long time, so let's get into the real stuff. The question we are all asking ourselves is what can I do to help? First, let's think about yellow fever. There are multiple ways that you can make it not spread easily. In the book, the fever ended by having snow and cold weather. The reason the virus stopped spreading was because the cold weather killed all of the mosquitoes. The illness was spread by infected mosquitoes biting you. You would get, and then you would get diagnosed with yellow fever. Some examples that the CDC has recommended is to wear long sleeves and long pants. This could be a possible way to lower your risk of getting bitten by the mosquitoes. Another recommended way is to have insect repellent. This is also a great way to make sure that you are not bitten by mosquitoes. I would say the most popular and best way to prevent the fever is to get the vaccine. Unlike COVID-19, there is a vaccination for yellow fever. COVID-19 is a serious topic, so we should all know at least a few ways to keep ourselves and others around us safe. The CDC has listed many ways to prevent this, but the top five are to clean and disinfect, wash your hands often, avoid close contact with anyone, monitor your health daily, and most importantly, wear your mask. Now let's go over on why these are all important. The reason I said that wearing a mask is probably the best and most important is because if someone around or close to you were to cough or sneeze, they would cough into their mask so it cannot infect you. If you're going out where you know it will be crowded or there will be a lot of people, it is always best to have a mask on hand. Most places require you to have a mask on to protect yourself and others. Places like grocery stores, restaurants, malls, and even more. 
You should always try to not get into close contact with people other than your family. Also, please make sure to wash your hands. Washing your hands is so important, and I'm going to tell you why. First, think about how many things you touch during the day. I'll give you a few seconds. Now think about how many other people before you touched that object. And lastly, think about how many germs are now on the object. Now that I actually think about it, I touch a lot. And I mean a lot of germs throughout the day. Washing your hands or even sanitizing can kill most of the germs you touched. Luckily, people back then were able to find a vaccine for yellow fever, so they did not have to do many things to prevent getting sick. Another important thing to keep on doing to help you and your community is to social distance. Also, even if you don't have a mask with you at some time, remember to not infect yourself or others by coughing or sneezing into a tissue or even your elbow. As you can see, there are many ways to keep everyone around you safe, so remember to stay safe. I had a really great time reading this book, and I would definitely recommend it if you want to learn about yellow fever. This book was very saturated because of all the deaths and the ups and downs that happened in this book, but it is still a really good book. I would say the theme of this book could be that something terrible can turn out to be amazing. In the book, Maddie lost her friend Polly and her grandfather, but in the end, Maddie gets to keep the coffee shop and even after the fever, it is still a big hit. You can help the people around you and your community by staying safe. In the book, the fever ends by having cold weather because it killed off the mosquitoes. The fever spreads by having an infected mosquito bite you. In life now with COVID-19, it spreads from person to person by talking, sneezing, or coughing. Also, just a reminder to not look on the bad side of things. I have spent so much more time with my family than I would have if we weren't in quarantine. In this episode, I had the chance to talk about the great book, Fever 1793. I had an amazing guest talk about COVID-19, and I also got to talk about the difference and similarities between yellow fever and COVID-19. I would like to give a very special thank you to Care for Toads for sponsoring this video. And an even bigger thank you to Nathan for letting me interview you. Lastly, thank you to my wonderful audience for listening to this episode. Bye!